And we are back with a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pastor, brother, father, all in between. We have Pastor Mark here. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, blessing, blessing, blessing. First, I want to say thank you, God, for this moment. But I want to say thank you to my sister here. Listen, when I saw the email, when I saw the message in my TikTok, I'm like, okay, this real? They're like, where is this real? And then when I looked at him, like, and she responded, I'm like, okay. And I said, Pastor, yes, yes, yes. But yes, I am really, I'm really excited. My name is Mark Edwin Applewhite. And I, my pastor said, yeah, I tell everybody my whole name. Mark Edwin Applewhite. Mark Edwin Applewhite. I was born in Wilson, North Carolina, and I moved to DC. And after all of life trials, I am now here in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. And how do you like Atlanta Jordan out there? Listen, let me tell you something. I was in D.C. I left North Carolina when I was, what, eight, 18, 19. I miss D.C. I it's, do. I in the do. cold? I miss the cold. I love the snow. I love it. I know. Don't, don't get it. I love it. But Atlanta is different. If you, if you are, and I would say this strongly, if you are an African-American, and you want to be an entrepreneur, this is the place to come. Okay. Like there have been people that go here and they have had their t-shirt business. They go right there in Piedmont Park, put a table out there. Next thing you know, next month, they got a whole building over here. And like, what is really, is that, is that, yeah. It's like black to me. And I'm just being honest. It's like black Hollywood. It really is. Really? Yeah, it really is. I need a so, so, so this, your podcast, and because I have mine here, and everybody's like, no, Mark, go and get it, get a building, get a building. And if I step out there, I probably would get a building and it would turn into a whole, it would look like it like was a talk back show. in the day. Yeah, it looked like a podcast show. It would really, it would look like Cheryl, Cheryl show, you know, uh, <laughs> Wendy Williams show. Yeah. <laughs> but the the godly version, the godly version, the spiritual version. The godly version, right. The we godly version. a little messy. <laughs> right, we do no mess. <laughs> we do that with no less. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. But yes, we wanted to bring you on today. I personally want to bring you on today, like I said, because you beam a positive light, and I love that. You are showing people on how to balance the two, knowing that they can be in ministry and still be authentically themselves. And that's something that I know people that are in my generation that are still struggling, and the people that are upcoming in the next generation that are struggling with right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking out the time. You- 
and meeting with me today, but we can jump into it. So the first question that I have for you today is, did you grow up in a faith-believing home? And if so, how was it growing up? Baby. <laughs> then you said, you, you said, you said, keep it real. So keep it real. Please keep it real. Let me tell you something. I grew up and God bless my mom and my dad both have passed away. But when I tell you church, I think my little baby hand helped put a brick in the church. That's how, <laughs> I'm so serious. That's how, when I was born, I believe my mother just birthed me right in the pulpit at the church because Everything we did was church. It was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, went like literally, like literally Sunday. And on Sunday, and take my time with it, on Sunday, you know, you have Bible study, Sunday school at 945. And then you have church that began at 1045. And, you know, then church started at 11. And then afternoon service at 3. And then you have evening service at 7. That's how it was. Monday was maybe an usher board meeting. Tuesday was choir rehearsal. Wednesday was Bible study. Thursday was the deacon's meeting. Friday was a church meeting. Saturday was choir rehearsal. I mean, it was, this was every, this was how I, this how I was raised. This how I was raised. And when you said, how was it growing up with it? Yeah. yeah. We were not, <laughs> I'm being real. I'm being real. We weren't allowed to play Uno. Yeah, we couldn't play Uno. No Uno. We couldn't play Uno. No card games. We if we played Monopoly. My mom took the money out. Wow. My Is mom it- took the money out. She took the money out. No, no, that's gambling. That's gambling. Now y'all can do that. Well, wait a minute. And no, no dice. No, y'all write down the numbers. Guess the number seven, and you move seven times. Don't know, get no, no, I'm for real. But when we got together the family, then I started to understand that's what she wanted us to understand. Family, you have to entertain each other. She would not allow us to use the the man-made games to bring us together. She would push us to entertain each other. So that's why I'm just crazy. I love making people laugh because this is what my mom taught me. And that's in the midst of that teaching me like, all the toys she gave me and stuff. You know, I would have my little teddy bears up there having church with them, you know, getting them, making them shout and speaking tongue on them. I mean, this is how I grew up. This is how I grew up. And it was okay by myself because I was the only birth child. She had adopted children, but I was the only birth child. And growing up was, it was good, but then it had it bad side because everybody picked at you because you was a child boy. You know, you was a church boy. My mom had my penny loafers. You know the little penny loafers? She put nickels in them. She put nickels in my penny loafers. She put nickels in my penny loafers. I was wearing J.C. Penny clothes. I was wearing Sears Roebuck clothes. I mean, she wanted what she was taught in church. That's what she put in me. So it, was, it had it rough days, but it was, it, it was favorite. Yeah, it, it was what it was. But it was it was enjoyable, like you said. Now it was it was very enjoyable. Yes, it was very enjoyable, and I will say this: not once. I'm not saying my mom and dad was perfect, but if they fought or anything, I never saw it because teaching us about the Bible, they they let us know a child stay in a child's place. Mom and dad, if they were arguing and dad would say something that mom didn't like, she'd be like, okay. Y'all go in that room. Y'all go in that room. Go, boy, go, go, go. 
and we would leave, but we would never hear anything because when we didn't just go in another room, we went upstairs and closed the door. And my mama knew when that door was open. She would knew when it was open. And a lot of people say, oh, y'all grew up in a strict home. I'm glad I'm grateful to God how I grew up. Now, it was rough. It was rough. Do I regret it sometimes? I know you probably gonna ask me that. Yeah. I just wish I, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I wasn't able to, the movies, what movies? What movies? You better get a DVD and it better be something Christian, like cartoons or Smurfs. You watch the Smurfs. You watch the Flintstones. You watch something that made you laugh. Yep. Nothing that brought out those type of cursing or nothing. My mom and dad, yeah, did they curse? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They weren't perfect. But she should. She would say a cuss, a few cuss words. But no, Smokehouse Virginia Slam Menthol show did, and Dad would drink his Budweiser. But it did not stop them from serving God. That's why I tell people I don't understand what we're doing today because if it was the same God then, it's the same God now. Yes. And my mom and dad really, they really love God. Like, baby, God can tell you. And you feel like even to this day, that definitely maneuvered you around into who you became today. You feel yes. like that still is instilled in you. Yes, because if my mom, my mom, I learned how to read a 23rd song. I would never forget it at five years old. I'll never forget it. My mom would tell me how to do the 23rd song. Then when I did that, Easter time coming, we had to learn every Easter poem by heart. Every no Easter poem. Ain't no Easter poem. Yeah, every Easter poem, you know. And I mean, we had to play. Who's going to play Jesus? I'm not playing Jesus. I ain't playing on Jesus. I'm not playing Jesus. No, 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 no. Well, Margie, I played one of the disciples. I'm not playing on Jesus. We were that. We were taught that. And it was like, that's crazy. No, that's real. Because we understood the power of playing that role. Yeah. So a lot of us will play something up. Okay, well, you will play Joseph. I'm not playing that. I'm not playing Joseph. No, I'm not playing Joseph because won't, won't marry the Joseph. I'm playing on Joseph. No, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. I'll be a sheep. I'll be something. And that's how they taught us. Like, read the Bible. We will have Bible school, Bible study, vacation Bible school. They don't even do that no more. They, are, I, they don't do that no more, like the vacation Bible school. We will have the church picnics. We will go to King's Dominion with the church. We were, we were right. Do I miss stuff like that? Yes, I, for real, I really do. Because now we have to figure out, like we're doing this now. We, we're trying to get back to where we were, you know, the love where we at. Because this new Holy Ghost they got going on out here now, I don't, I, don't, I can't deal with it. I'm going to leave it alone until you ask me about it. But I can't, that new Holy Ghost they got going on now, it's I can't new. deal with it. It's new. I tell my pastor all the time, she said, Mark, my, my, Mark, my, no, shush, nothing. Oh, you rebellion. I'm going to be rebellion with this house. Uh-uh. This is not how I grew up. Yeah. This is how I grew up. The Lord is my, the Lord is my shepherd. Mark, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Right. You don't have to yell it. You don't have to scream it. You say it with love and say it like you mean it. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Really? He feeling it now. He feeling it. He feeling it. Okay. You know, <laughs> for real. But. I, I love it. I love it. I wish I can. I wish that not go back where it was, but I wish we could still use those same methods now and watch how things would change. I do. Hey, if we took the methods and applied it to what life is right now, 
I think the church will be a bigger congregation. We will see more people that would actually attend church instead of deciding like, mm, do I really want to go? Like, when, when you said, well, how was it growing up? When we would go to conventions and stuff, we would go out of town. My mom was always the one that was in charge of the hotel rooms. And she was like, okay, we're we gonna get we're gonna get 10 rooms, everybody pay for them. Mark, you, and then we'll be in a room beside me with joining doors. Oh, oh Lord. And we were like, we would get so mad with mama because the other kids that would come on a the trip, they had a room by themselves. But now I understand what she meant because. They and then I, I my life was never perfect because I mean I'd have been in trouble and everything, but when I did a reflected back, when I got in trouble, oh, oh, mama said, read this. Mama said, read that. Okay, Lord. And Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want Lord. You know, you go back to, and that's where the scripture really means when I was a child, I was a child, I became a child, I thought as a child, but when I came became a man. I put away the childish things. You put away the things of being a child, but you did not put away what your mom and your dad taught you as a child. See, everybody don't understand that scripture. My mom and dad let me be a child. Even when I was grown, I was still a baby. I was still a baby. But I remember what they taught me. I remember the scriptures that they taught me. And do they work? Yes. Do they, they work? Yes. Yes. And I'm not going to get too deep because I know you're going to ask me and it's in the question. So I'm going to go and wait till you get there. <laughs> I was like, you're jumping ahead now. Yeah, yeah. My next question is, what was your coming out story like? Like, what do you feel like cultivated that experience for you? Now, you're going to laugh. That don't fall out when I tell you this story. All so, right. Well, <laughs> hold on. So my, my mom, I was the only child that my mom had. She adopted me when I was three months old. My real birth mother, I don't know who she is. And if she's still living and she sees this, I just want to say thank you and I love you. Because you never know. You never know. I don't know who she is. I was born March 12, 73. So back in that day and time, it was where if you did not want your child, a family member could take it. Somebody in the neighborhood could take it. And when they did, you sealed it. You sealed it. You sealed the birth certificate and who it was, and you that's it. When you became older, they gave you a birth certificate, but they would never put the mother's name on it. So yeah, so when I was when my mom and dad adopted me, I, I didn't have no name. My name was Wilson County Baby. And my mom's sister named me, my mom's sister named me, and my uncle gave me my middle name. So growing up, I grew up with that. And then, you know, in the church. 10 years old, something ain't right. I, and I'm just being on something ain't right. I would see my dad, when my dad would go in the bathroom, he would shave and stuff. And I would see my dad, how my dad would go and my dad would use the bathroom. I ain't do that. I would go and I would have to sit down and use the bathroom. <laughs> you said be real, so I would have to sit down and use the bathroom. I had to sit down and use the bathroom. And I would go and my dad would be shaving. He'd be looking, Leela, we need to talk. And my little step, 10 years old, was just sitting there, using the bathroom. He's like, Mark, what are you doing? I, I pee pee it. You know? <laughs> so we had a conversation. My mama had a conversation. She said, Mark, I want you, I will never forget it. She said, Mark, I want you to look at this picture of this guy right here and look at this little girl right here. I said, okay. So I looked at it. The guy was 
a regular black man. I said, I don't like him. And the girl was a regular a black girl. I said, okay, she cute. My mama said, so what do you like? I remember, I remember, I'm telling the truth. I got a magazine that I've been holding. I said, I like him. He was light-skinned. <laughs> he was light-skinned. He was light-skinned. And my best friend in Wilson, North Carolina would tell you, if they ain't light and bright, Mark don't want them. Mark don't want them. And, <laughs> and they don't want them. And my mom said, so you like, you, you like both? Yes, ma'am. She said, okay. I don't know what conversation her and my dad had, but before my dad passed away, my dad passed away when I was 12. Before he passed away, he told me, he said, you will always be my son. He taught me how to play basketball, you know, shoot the ball and stuff. He put a, a basketball goal out there. He still let me be a boy. But when he, while he was doing that, he was doing the basketball. My mom was making me clothes to put on my Ken doll. Like she was, my mom worked for the central supply. She was a linen room supervisor. So she raped, she would go in there and do the clothes, but she loves to sew. And she would sew little suits for me to put on my doll, like my little doll. I had a Ken and Barbie. One day, Barbie had on Ken and Ken had on Barbie clothes. And my mama knew something won't right. And everybody in the family said, Aunt Leela. Back then, they didn't use the word gay. We know they all use, you know, different, they all different words. And something ain't right with Mark. Mama said, let him be. When my dad passed away, I became mama's boy. And I knew at 10 years old that I was different. When I became 15, and when daddy's checks start coming in to my mama for me, and I knew what it meant, and I knew I liked this boy. I told my mom, I said, I like that boy. And I told her. She said, okay, but I still went to church. I still went to church as that boy that liked that boy. My mom and the people were like, you need to whip him. You need to stop. Make him do this. Make him do that. She said, I'm going to let Mark be Mark. But his mama will always be mama. So growing up, that's how it was. 18. I knew I was gay. I knew it. I knew it. I had finished. I was going to school and guys were talking and yes, it happened and it happened. And she never, my mama never disowned me at all. But it was rough in the 80s coming out. Yeah, I got beat up several times. I got put off the school bus so many times because God, the little boys were threatening me. My mom put a stop to it. She said, what I'm going to do is when he becomes old enough to drive a car, I'm going to buy him a car. Who drives to school, high school as a freshman? Nobody. Right, nobody. But my mom talked to the principal, and the principal said it's okay. He got a legal license, parked the car where we could see it. And that, that's how I grew up. That's how I coming out. I came out. My mom loved me. My family accepted me. Some of them. And the church, I'll wait till you ask the question about <laughs> I was like, I already know. I already know. Hey, but I love that. I love that your parents were supportive. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And see, everybody's like, so you never had a dad. I did have a dad. But I had a father, too. He was my daddy, but he was my father. He was my daddy to show me how to do men, boy things, you know, play basketball. I saw my daddy, how he, my dad used to build furniture. And he built a whole, and my family, and I hope my family watches. this, they would tell you, my dad built a whole picnic table 
and chairs and stuff. And I was out there with him, having him hammering and everything. But my mom still let me be Mark. And he did not stop that. He did mom. She did the mother. And when he passed away, she had to still do mama, but try to figure out what I'm going to do now because he don't have a dad. So I had to learn how to be Mark and be that male Mark at the same time being a son that my mom still loved. That was very hard. That was very hard. Well, and how do you feel like, how did you feel like you, you found your way into balancing the both? At what point did you figure out like, okay, I can, I can still be the son that she, you know, that she needs being that male son and then still being able to like, enjoy like, you know, your Barbie and your Ken dolls. <laughs> my mom, you know what? My mom never, she never forced me to be what everybody else wanted her to force me to be. Oh, you need to make him do this. And even going into church, and I'm going to say it, even when I went to church and I grew up in a Baptist church, and if nobody don't, right, people don't understand, like this generation now, when I say generation, I'm talking about 20. 19 years old, 21. They don't understand growing up in a, a complete Baptist church where the men had to wear ties sitting up to here, their three-piece suit on, their socks, the men's shoes. You had to carry your Bible a certain way. When you walk in, you sit with the men. You had to be, I had to go through that. I had to go through that. And my mom, which God gave her favor, she always said, just let my son sit where he want to sit. And I love directing. I love directing the choir. I love directing the choir. Nope. He gay. He a punk. He can't do it. He can't do it. And my mom went through a lot. She went, she had to endure the name calling, being a fake mother. When I tell you my mom was a mother, she was a mother of the church, the church secretary, president of the food committee. I mean, she president of the YPCL. Yes, when she was Officer of that, I was active. Wherever Leela went, Mark went. And they did not appreciate that. My mama caught a lot of fire behind letting her son be her son, be him, be him, but still love him as a parent. But she never stopped. I, me? No, no, no. I'm Mark Applewhite. I'm my daddy's son. I had my daddy's mouth. I had my daddy's mouth. I had my daddy's mouth, my mama heart. So, and I'm going to go here. They put me out of the church. They put, they, when I say put me out, I mean, literally had a meeting with me there. And see, that's what people don't understand. The true Baptist people, they not going to get on Facebook and all of that. They going to call a board meeting. You're going to sit right there. They're going to have a meeting. They're going to read a scripture, sing a song. They're going to open it up, have the secretary. She's going to be writing. She can't be in our field. She's going to be writing. And he's going to say, we're here today to talk about Mark and his homosexual sins. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening. He is not allowed to direct no choir because he's twisting. He's twitching. And that's not men like. He don't even hold his Bible right. Anybody want to testify to that? And I had to sit there. My mom is, my mom's sitting right there. And they all were voted. All in favor of move, removing him from the, the choir? I, 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 a few names, but I. Okay, Mark, you dismissed. Anything you want to say? My mama said. I said, yeah. 
church went home got my mama a little brown bag put it in the car when i walked back through the door my mama was standing in the door she said give me that bag and i gave it to her and they was like mother Applewhite, what is in that bag she said my little gun is in this bag my son will come to here to shoot y'all he really was mark get back in the car and i got back in the car and i never went back to that church as of today i went back when she passed away and I visit, but other than that, I ain't never been back to the church since. And how old was you at that time? 19. And I'm 50. And people, when people say church hurt, that's church hurt. With all this stuff, where you know what? They're talking about me. No, baby. They voted. I legally voted. The deacon, the trustee, the pastor said the pastor was quiet. He's supposed to say something. Uh-uh. They voted him as a pastor. They voted him in. They gave him a salary. They can vote him out. And see, that's what people don't understand. This is what we grew up on. This is how the church operated. What they doing now? Everybody going in and out like that? No, they, we didn't have that back then. The church, the trustee, the deacons, the mother, they voted you in. And they voted for, well, what about the church? What about the choir? The choir voted for me to be a musician, be a director. But when they were having issues, the trustee had heard it. He had to take it before the deacons. The deacons took it before the pastor and told the pastor, we have to meet. Pastor couldn't say nothing. Why? Because you're getting paid to be the pastor. You're getting paid to be the leader. You don't have no say-so. We voted you in. You step in on what you want to. We're going to vote you out and get another one. That's how it ran. And you can't do nothing about it because that's the Baptist laws. And it hurt. It hurt. And I didn't go back to church, but I didn't stop letting church lead me. Caught it? You caught it? I got the church hurt, but I did not stop the church inside of me from loving God, and from being who God wanted me to be. And let me help the people that's watching. Even though you've been hurt by the church, that still does not give you the right to now slap God in the face because he didn't do nothing. Genesis 6 and 5, it tells you that it repented God, it repented God that he even created man because God began to see man's heart. When God see who you really are, I mean, really are, that's when, he, oh, I, I didn't make this. You know, he said back, I didn't make this. And he give us free will. They had the free will to do whatever they want to do to Mark Edwin Applewhite at that time. It hurt, but it didn't hurt me. It didn't it did damage. It didn't damage my spirit of loving God. Yes, I didn't go back to church. No, I didn't go back to church. I didn't want to go to no church. I didn't want to step inside no church. But I still remember the 23rd song. I still remember the Lord is my light, my salvation. I still remember for God so loved the world that he gave his own but I got so. I still remember that because my mom planted, my mom had a moment. My mom planted that seed in me. And she always told me, no matter what people say, how they say it, God did not say it. He didn't say it. So you be who you are. I said, yes, ma'am. She told me that even when I was in prison. She said, Mark, I knew you were gay. 
I knew it. I just wanted you to know who you were. I knew that. She said, now, there ain't nobody said anything about my son. She said, you are who you are, and you love God. Baby, I would go my mom. I would go to my mom's house. I would have my hair, have my little earrings. I could put on my pumps, and she'd be like, I can't wear them, but put me in a wheelchair. I put them on and roll with it. <laughs> and see, that's what I try to get parents to understand now. You, if you, and I tell my neighbor this all the time, and she like, Mark, I really do believe you. If you push your child to do what you want them to do, like with their life, no, you want them to live the life that you could live. Let your child live, let your child live their life, but still feed them God's word. Because at the end of the day, they're going to have that balance where they're going to have to figure out what's going on. And where is this at? And I know I'm finna jump to this question, but I gotta hear it. Why is that there? Did I have a trouble of being gay and in church? Child, I just knew the Lord was gonna come and send me to hell when I was in that bed. I knew it. Oh Lord, don't let me die tonight. Don't let me die tonight. Cause I still love this boy over here. I know I'm going to hell. I know I'm going to hell. Mark, what's wrong with you? I don't wanna go to hell. I don't wanna go to hell. I don't wanna go to hell. You ain't going to hell, boy. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't go to hell. She said, Mark, are you being yourself? I said, yes, ma'am. Do you love the Lord? I said, yes, ma'am. We ain't going to hell. They're getting there, sit down. Yes, ma'am. And I think about that now. Oh, that's why I can be who I am now, because me and God got a personal relationship. And if you made me this way, and I know people are like, he ain't make you that way. How you know? How you know? Was you there when he created me? Was you there when he even thought about me? Because the Bible says that no man knows God's thoughts, nor nothing that he does. It says that he knew us before we was even created in our mother's womb. So that means he knew on March 12, 1973, that I was going to be talking to you today, April the 1st, 2023. He already knew that. He knew that Mark was going to struggle with being, being man. And I had my moments where I was just like, you know, forget this. And I'm just telling this. I ain't, never, I ain't never told nobody, but they know. I had a moment where I was like, you know what? I ain't been on board no more. I'm going to be a girl. I would put my wig on, beard everywhere, makeup, <laughs> hair all on my arm. I'm standing <laughs> on the corner. I'm standing on the, I'm standing on the corner with my friends in, Green, in Greenville, North Carolina. And they looking all good. And I'm just standing there. And everybody passed me by. And I saw my best friend said, Maurice, why they pass me back to Girl, you starting to look like a whole man. You a whole man. Child, you gay. You ain't no woman. But you can wear some heels. Mark, just be yourself. And then I just, okay, I took off the hair. I took off the makeup. But I still was able to put on, and I did this in church, and it shocked them. They didn't have no choice but to receive it. When I went to church one Sunday before my mama passed away, before I got locked up, I went to church with a whole nice suit on, but I had a pair of pumps. A pumps and a bag. I want to see that picture. I got to see that picture. I got to see that picture. I got to see that picture. A pump and a bag. And mom, when I walked in that church, the first lady, hey, mom, you got to give me them shoes. I sat right beside her. I sat right beside her and crossed my legs like she do. And sat right there, and my mama uh, passed. We're glad to see uh, Mark with us today. Mm -hmm. Mama said, "You came here to do what?" I said, "Came here to show them that I can still be myself." 
And that was right before she passed away, before I got in trouble. I was showing them I could still be me. I can wear a heel. I can wear uh, 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 some tennis shoes. I want people to understand, don't let nobody push you from being who you are. When you start operating in what they want, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be so depressed. But Leviticus 18 is 22. I say it in my video, I'm going to get me a shirt and say, King of Leviticus 18.22. What do it mean? I'm the king of it. I conquered it. I conquered it. I conquered it because I'm able to sit here and say, I know what the meaning of Leviticus 18 and 22 is. And I don't lay with nobody's child. And I ain't no priest. I am an elder in the Lord's house. And people have to understand, you got to understand the scriptures, when they was written, how they was written, the time they was written, who wrote them, who inspired them to write them. You have to look at that. And I know I'm about to say something that's probably going to blow your mind, but my pastor, we had Bible study, me and her one-on-one. -on -one, and she, I said, Pastor, I'm so tired of people, they're talking about gay this and gay that. She said, well, you know, when the angels came through the gate, they didn't ask for no women. They said, show us the men. What? She said, you remember when I said, yeah, I know the story. She said, the angel said, they said, no, we'll give you our, we'll give you our daughters. Up. We don't want them. Where the men at? She said, the Bible says, it tells you the angel said, where the men at? She said, so Mark, that was, this was, this happened way before all of us. It was still happening. This is just who people are. This is what they love. And they began to worship it more than God. That's what people don't understand. They began to worship that. Do I worship my lifestyle? It ain't no lifestyle. I don't worship nothing. I am being marked, but I worship the only one that I know who got me out of trouble, who was there for me when everybody put me down, who fed me when I was hungry. I know that. So to everyone that, that sees this and will watch this, you have to understand. And if you got to keep rewinding it back and back, you have to learn, okay, God, who am I? He's going to tell you. He'll tell you. And there are some people that have stopped being, I guess they can say stop being gay. I don't know how you just stop. I don't know how you stop doing that. Because apparently you were just in it to get the attention. And a lot of them be in it to get the attention. They do. Oh, okay. So y'all got the money over here. No, we don't. It's not we got the money. We got the gifts to make the money. We got the gifts to make the money. All these fashion designers and everything. So, so yeah, and then the songwriters. And a lot of people don't know. I don't know if you knew it. Martin Luther King Jr., his right hand that created the March on Washington, he was gay. And he was Martin Luther King's right hand. What? Yes, the man that 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 was Martin Luther King's right hand that that took his time out of that world and created the March on Washington was gay. We are very smart and intelligent people. So never let your never let who what you who you love. I ain't gonna say what, who you love stop you from saying God don't love me. Yes, he does. He does. Which that is very true. <laughs> I that's what I tell people now. I tell people now God don't choose who he blesses. You know, if you have a good heart, if you love people the way God loves people. It doesn't stop the blessings that come. And ain't nobody can stop your blessing. Like, if it's meant for you, it's meant for you. Nobody can close your door. If the door is opening because God decides to bless you, hey, walk into that door completely.
So walk, I love into, walk into the completely. With and, your head up and your tennis shoes are bottom, red bottoms on. Hold your head up. With your pumps in your bag. <laughs> with your pumps in your bag. You hold your head up and you walk through that door. And this is why, what's his name? Porter? Porter? Okay. From, you know who I'm talking about? The fashion, the, um, what, what, what is his name? I can't think of his name. But he was on Pose. The one from Pose. Is it RuPaul? No, no, no. Now, RuPaul is different. RuPaul, back in the day, back in the day, we had... Now, and a lot of people don't understand this, so I'm just breaking it down to it. Back in the day, it was either you was... A punk was a rock star. See, people don't understand that. What? A punk was a rock star. And this word here, I just don't like it. Fag. That's the word. Oh, Billy Porter. Billy Porter. <laughs> I love Billy Porter. He out there. He out there now. He out there. But guess what? People are like, he too far out there. No, he being himself. Being himself. He being himself. And this is what, this is why I'm being marked. Because you have to set a trend that nobody else has ever set before. Who in the world can go to a church, I mean, preach the word down and love God and do it in a pair of four and a half inch red box? Mark Edwin Applewhite. Who would dance? Who would dance and praise God and God would bless him because God said, give me a pure heart. My shoes did not save my soul. The rainbow, they all say the rainbow. Yes, it don't, it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with being gay. The rainbow is a sign from God. So we hiding up on the rainbow. Hello? We hiding up on the rainbow. Why why you got a rainbow on Cabe? We protecting us from y'all. Because the rainbow belongs to God. Put the rainbow on me. So I protect me from y'all. Put the rainbow on me. Please put it on me. Because at the end of it, at the end of the rainbow, mom always said there's a pot of gold. But so at the end of that rainbow, I'm really going to get what God got for me. I really am. I just don't want nobody. I don't want nobody to sit. And I don't have no heaven or hell to put you in. But I just don't believe God would keep allowing us to wake up every morning and be yourself. And you walk out that door and he don't protect you. I don't believe that. I walk. I wake up every morning. And when I get to go and walk to the store, sometimes I'll be like, oh. I don't want to walk this door because anybody saying thing to me out the way, Lord, me and Betty here going, I'm going to have to put a cap in. I'm going to have to put a cap in. I'm going to put a cap in. I'm going to put a cap in. And Lord, like, you ain't going to shoot nobody. You know you ain't going to shoot nobody. Unless you have to. Unless you have to. You ain't going to shoot nobody. I got you covered. And I put my headphones on and I just walk. The next thing I know, I don't walk to the store, come back, don't went to somebody's house, had a conversation, and come out with that. And he got me. But people don't understand. We ask God to protect us. That's why people don't understand what the trans go through. You don't understand that. I have a best friend that's trans, and I seen the ooh, I seen the emotions, the battle. Okay, I'm going to hell. So uh, stop saying that. No, stop that. Stop that. Do you love God? Yes. Have you asked God to save you? Yes. You ain't going to hell. But they said I'm practicing sin. What? What? What are you practicing? Without we all practicing then. Because we fall short every day. Did you just look at somebody? Yeah. Well, the Bible says if you look, you already lusted. So if you sit there and look, hmm, you might well go on and go on sleep with them because you don't lust it. You don't lust it. No, I ain't going to go sleep with them. It says if you even look and your look turn into a, ugh, a thought, you don't see it. So, so if you go all the way, you still don't see it. I ain't telling you to do it. But if you don't went before, I'd be like, 
Mm. I ain't gonna be the one. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Listen, I saw you look cute, so what's up? I mean, you might what's going all the way. If you're gonna do it, how you gonna do a little sin and then he still gonna he's you still gotta answer to that sin. I know it sounds funny, but it's real. <laughs> he said, go all the way, you know. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, go. listen, my mom told me, she said, Mark, if you <laughs> she said, listen, if y'all gonna do something, you better do it right. So, baby. When I did my little, I did my little white collar crime. I went all the way. She said, "Mark, why you do this?" Well, you told me I didn't tell you to do this. No, you didn't tell me to do this. But you said if I'm gonna do something, you better do it all the way. She said, "Now, Dad, I did tell you. I did tell you. Don't do nothing little. If you're gonna do it, do it." And that's what the, that's what this generation is doing now. If I'm going, if I'm going to be who I am, I'm going all the way. And Billy Porter is going all the way. And look, he got a. A walk, a Hollywood walk of fame. He got movies out. He got music out. Oh, he going too far. He ain't going too far because at the end of the day, and when God called him home, he done set a whole trend. They gonna remember him, whether it's good or bad. They gonna remember him. And you want to be remembered. That's we want to make sure that we do things every day to make sure that we remember that we leave a legacy of goodness that we do. Cause I don't know why they just think of us. And you said like they used to use the punk word, and now they're using oh, they're using harsh terms for the community. And yes, I have a trans best friend too. And baby, the struggle that they go through, the struggle that they go through is not even compared to what we go through if we struggle. No, I don't want it. <laughs> like they is going through it. They going through it. And I mean, like who knows at twelve? I knew at ten I was gay. My mama knew it. My mama knew it. You don't know, but listen, they might not know what it means to be in love right now. They might not know what it means to be grown, but they know who they are. They know what they like. They know what they like. And nobody's forcing nothing on them. I don't, and this is crazy. My children, they all are gay. My son, he's like, but dad, I'm not of this generation. Yes, you are. No, I ain't dad. No, I'm not. And you wouldn't even know it when you see him. You wouldn't even know it because he carried himself as a regular man, a regular human being, God-given man. He works, he go to school, he got his own place. And one thing about it, he that boy is so independent, it is crazy. It is crazy. And he'll tell you this, don't tell me nothing that you know you already going to tell a lie on. My son would tell you that real quick. And I'd be like, what? He said, Dad, if you know, he said, Dad, I'm not being funny. But he don't, he don't, yeah, he don't, he don't cuss, he don't cuss around me. But he'll tell you real quick, Dad, if you know you can't help me or give me $20, don't say I'm gonna give it to you on Friday. Cause I you put my hopes up and then it's gonna cause me to lose respect for you. Don't do that. That makes sense. He said, No, Dad, it's the truth. That's why people losing respect for people. Oh, I got you on Friday. And you knew when you told that lie on Monday, you weren't gonna have them on Friday. Don't see. <laughs> I said, that makes sense. So now I have learned. I said, how you doing? He said, good. He said, Dad, why are you quiet? I said, Carl. He said, Dad, if you don't have it, I'm going to be all right. I said, all right. So when I do get it, I just sit it right on to him. I just sit around to him. He'd be like, thank you, Dad. You're welcome. That's what we need to understand. You got, you have, you don't have to, you don't got to do nothing, but try to let people be who they are. Because the struggle, of religion and sexuality is real. It's real. It's real because they got, and you like, and you're tired. What that mean, Mark? It means that you're forcing it on me. God, Jesus came on this earth. He did not 
He did not, and I'm just going to, I tell it on, I just tell it on my life. The hoe at the way. Mark, you just do a, the, the, the hoe at the way. And Jesus shaded her. He told her who she was. He did. Do you want, do you want some, do you, do you want some water, the living water? And he began to laugh. So I know the man that you're sleeping with is not yours. I knew you, I knew you came to condemn me. He said, no, I did not. I did not come to condemn you. I even know about the ones that you have slept with. Who are you? You know, who are you? I'm here to love you. It's okay. And that's the tax collector. Stealing everybody money. Everybody money. Fraud like crazy. And Jesus is going to tell him, come follow me. You want me to follow you? You, you? I don't took all the people money. You want me to follow you? You want me to follow you? So, yeah, Mark, I want you to do my will. Oh, what? Because, see, somebody going to say something out of the way. You know, <laughs> and you know, Jesus is like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because I had Peter, he was cussing everybody out. You know, so. <laughs> and listen, I like that is, it's really a struggle. Like, I literally, like, I've been doing therapy weekly, but I literally, like, you're the first person and they're the first people that hear it. But I had a moment where I'm like, I was going to church and they were talking about it and it was like, you know, homosexuality is not the biggest sin. But I don't think they realized that it didn't come into the Bible till later on. It wasn't like a part of the Bible when our ancestors were, you know, were slaves or that period of time, because that wasn't their concern. They were just trying to get their freedom. And all they knew was the good Lord. That's all they knew. The good Lord. I don't care what you're doing with your body. I'm trying to get my freedom. That's it. And now they're trying to make it such a big deal. And I think like it's been a month since I've been to church because it's literally like, the Lord know my heart. And seriously, he do know my heart because, you know, I still read the word and I still pray, but the it's the church that's the issue. Like You're you doing good, baby. You're reading the word and you know God. That, that's what gets you in. Don't let that building, don't let that building, people tell you to be in that building. To sit, no, no, no. You read the word, you talk to God. And when he ready for you to go in that building, he'll tell you. But like you said about that feeling, like that church feeling that you get of, you know, like VBS, like vacation Bible study, like that was enjoyment, church picnics, like, you know, that congregation feeling that you get when you are part of a body, you know, besides all the drama and the politics, but the body that you get to experience of a similar, you know, a similar thing that we have in common of where we don't have to be ashamed to worship or we don't have to be condemned if we pray to God. But to be able to be under one roof, worshiping the same person and feeling that love, even though sometimes the people that be showing it be fake love, but to be able to even experience. And I feel like that's what I just have to like keep reminding myself of like, I don't have to be in the church to be of the church, you know, like I don't have to yeah. be in the actual building, but it's and that's why everybody love my life. I'm not patting my, I'm not giving, you know, but that's why they love my life. Cause you Mark, you are, that's how I was taught. And I want y'all to be loved because I was loved. I'm not looking at what you're doing and what you got going, what you got going in your bedroom. I don't care. I just want you to talk to God and love him. And the church, that's the church is making it hard. And I know, I, I feel like I've experienced it for sure. Like that church hurt, like you went through church hurt. So the fact that you honestly are a prime example, the fact that you went through that church hurt and still decide to do ministry, still decide to share God's love to people, still decide to show them like, hey, you can still balance the both. You can still be grounded with being yourself and still being a faith believer. 
and not yeah. allow when the church hurt to dim you because baby they will dim you. They <laughs> will dim you. First people will do to you. They will dim you like crazy. People. Lord, and so I'm sitting here like, like but and I told my pastor, y'all put me out of church, but you got the pastor's daughter sitting here with four children out of wedlock. Ain't that a sin? Ain't that a sin? Oh, okay. A sin is a sin. If you want to call it like that, a sin is a sin. But you right, you being in trouble. She's sleeping. She's sleeping with somebody she ain't married to. That's a sin. Y'all, but y'all pick what you want that will please. Jesus, he's not doing that. Come unto me, all ye are heavy laden. Y'all, come on. Come on. Come on. I know there's plenty of you that have been at the well, too. Come on. Come on. So, and I said, Martin, said, Mark, why you love the woman at the well? Because, baby, I was the woman at the well. And Jesus brought said, Mark, come on, bring, bring all 500 of them. Come on, come on. We coming, Lord. Y'all come on. Y'all come on. They said, Mark, you funny. No, I'm being for real. My name is was my name was engraved on a bathhouse in DC. Like that, that's like just how many times I've been in there. But he kept me, baby. He kept me. He still, well, he no, that was no, 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 no. That no, no, no. No, he kept me. When I tell you free will, yeah. Well, he reigns on it unjust as well. Well, how you know what's just in mine and what's just in yours? You can't do that. Because the way he blessed me and the way he blessed you, it's the same. It comes from the same father. It may be different blessings. But yeah, don't you stay, stay talking to God. Stay reading your word. Stay going to him. And at the end of it, he's going to tell you. Matter of fact, your platform could just turn into a church. Mine did. It turned right into a church. Where was you at on Tuesday night? I had something to do. Well, you probably be on there at 550, and we went, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, because, Pastor, we need that word, and some people really do. Like, I listen to your podcast, and I'm like, oh, wow. Wow, Pastor, Pastor. What? Listen, listen. I'm screen sharing and listen. Oh, who was that? Well, you know, she asked me, going, oh, oh, right. We might say it, we might be ministering in a different way, but it's of the same love, the same. We're trying to get people to understand God loves you just like he loves me. Sexuality ain't got nothing to do with it. It doesn't. And I wish there was more people to like stand up and agree to that. Because people they, are- You know why they don't? You know why they don't? So you know why they don't? Because they never approach their own they all skeletons. They got their own skeletons in that closet. I know some right now. I have a friend right now, and I told him I was gonna tell. I said I'm gonna say it when I get on this thing. He said, "But just don't say my name." Sixty-three years old, and you still hiding that you did. How do you live? He allow you to be sixty-three, and you still in the closet? I can't. I mean, it. going to church, hanging in the choir, still on everything, but. On Saturday night, you down here on 10th and Piedmont with me turning up. Hey, listen, we love to have a good time now. We love Yeah, have a good time. Yeah. But then when we get to church, hey, bro, how you doing? Elder Mark. What? Oh, get me out of here. Get me out of here. What's wrong? Get me out of here. Because I'm about to call all his rainbow out. Get me out of here. Because I don't know. Get me on out of here. Y'all, let's go. Listen, but the rainbow's for protection. You remember, you can't be calling whatever. No, I think, and that's what they, I don't know what they do where you, but that's what they do here in Atlanta. Everybody that be on, I'm, I'm just called, I ain't called a name, but everybody be on Facebook, you prophesying, you doing all this, you doing all of that. That's good, that's good. But then, oh, and in Leviticus eighteen twenty two, 
God said, won't he just in a club dancing with Joe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me all that. Don't do it, Pastor. No, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't do that. Why are you doing that? They hurting people. They hurting people that are struggling in between the two to to live those double lives. Life is short. Life is so short. One thing about it, honey, when God called me home, they will say, Pastor Mark lived a double life. You telling a lie? Pastor Mark lived a double life. No, no, no. I would tell them real quick. Well, Mark, you have, I've dated, I dated young women. I dated them. I, I had children by them. You're beautiful. I know who I am now. I know who I am. I knew who I was then. And I told them, I said, listen, I can't love all y'all at the same time. I'm tired. I cannot love all y'all at the same time. I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot love all y'all at the same time. I can't. Oh, oh, this is my cousin. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing, cousin? All right. Ugh. Ma, how you sister? She doing fine. What's going on? Listen, listen. I'm with you. I'm with him. They all work it out. I'm going to get me a drink. And they sitting there looking like, he really did that? Yeah. Oh, well, at least he told the truth. Yeah, because I was tired. I was tired of lying. I was tired of lying. So I'm going to hang with you on Friday, and I'll be with you on Saturday. Okay. Y'all can deal with that? Yeah. Okay, I'm tired of lying. Hey, listen, because <laughs> you start, your lies start to like trickle. It's not having a domino effect. You start lying and you like, oh, I forgot. What didn't I tell you? Oh, yeah, was... yeah. yeah, that's too much. It's too much. It's too much. So I don't understand that double standard of doing that. And I never understood the buy thing because I ain't never do that. I didn't never do that. I understood the buy thing. I didn't do that. But my heart goes out to the transgender community. It really goes out to them because they're suffering more. And the crazy part is some of the gay community is against the trans community. And I ain't gonna go there. I know that's another segment you're gonna be having with somebody else. I mean, that's another segment which we got to talk about because ooh, how segment. how how we we already separated from the world. Now you're gonna come inside of this rainbow and separate from them. It's LGBT. What does T stand for? It don't stand for testimony. Trans. L. It was first. It was just first gay and then lesbian gay. That's what I went. It was just lesbian gay. But then it says. Lesbian, gay, and bisexual. Okay. Then it became the LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. But what is the Q? Questionable, Mark. Oh. Well, how do you get questionable? Mark, don't ask. Now it's LGBTQIA. A plus. Now they got a plus. What what is it? My pal says it's LGBTQAWWWER. She says it's all the alphabets, Mark. It It really is. It is, but if we all, you got all the letters together, where are we together? Wow. Because you got LGBTQ. So if you got LGBTQ, L and G has always been together. B join in so it can be a part of the LGB, you know, and then you got the T. You don't want to leave them out because they go through more hell than we do. They really do. Can you imagine waking up every morning and you're not? Some people say, well, they're slapping God in the face. Well, that's between them and God, but I don't think they are. They wake up, they're not comfortable of being who they see. So you want them to walk around being what you want them to be. Why do you think the suicide rate is so high? It's high. Baby, it's high. It's high. Here in Atlanta, it's crazy. It's high. And I mean, they're young. So they're young. 16, 17 years old, taking their life. Let me tell you something. I'm scared of them. I know we got to cross it. I don't want it. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I still love my I still love my Burger King, my McDonald's, my fish. I love listening to my music. You know, I love my TikTok. 
I love my freedom. I love life. So I couldn't push it, but I don't know what they go through. I don't know. I don't know what they go through. I don't know. I've seen some now that look like, like, hey, hey, how you doing, Mark? Oh, hey, hey, young man, how you doing? Mark, you know that was that's a trans. What? Bro, how you do that? Man, is I'm being who I am. Yeah, you be who you are. What's up? Mark, you fit. No, no, that, that you look good. Stop, stop, stop. No, you look good. And you know why they look good? Because they stepped in their authenticity. They stepped in who they really are. They really did. 110%. 110%. I'm going to be Mark. I hope so. Be her. I hope you be you. Hey, listen, we is trying. We is trying. It, it ain't getting easy because our raising up was a little bit different. I know when I came out, it was horrible. Maybe even me to like go to church and lift up my hands was just like, all right, let me, let me not do it because I'm already getting looked at crazy. So it was hard, but you know, going to therapy and then deciding now to decide to like understand that I don't have to. You be- went to therapy? Yeah. My aunt told my mama to put me in therapy because something was wrong with me. Really? Yeah. She said, I'm not putting my baby on therapy. She said, you're going to pay for it. And then he ain't going. What do you need therapy for? Something wrong with his mind, Leela. Something wrong with him because he's, he's, he's thinking that he really loves me. And she said, Mark is, Mark is gay. So you want me to go and get therapy for him because you said something's wrong with his mind? My mama and her, my mom and her sister fell out. They fell out because she told she said, "Well, if you want my son to get some therapy, you get therapy for you because you've been cheating on your husband since you've been married." And baby, it went wild. But my mama was protecting her baby. You see what I'm saying? Everybody wants you. It's not a mind thing. Ain't nothing wrong with us. And then come out, come out. Come out, spirit. Come out. And I want you to ask, and I know this is your platform, but where they get from practicing homosexuality? Where, what is practice? What where practice mean that you're trying to get better at it, right? Like you're doing a trial, like you're doing that weekly practices. Yeah. Cause you wait to practice it so you can become it. I, no, I don't need no practice and been practice. No. Y'all they did I leave it alone because it gives me a headache. It gives me a headache. It gives me a headache. But this generation don't know how to deal with it like you and I, because they don't know how. And I know you say you're still struggling with it, but at the same time, you have overcome a lot. And what you have overcome, just that little bit of what you have overcome will save thousands of young people that are struggling right now. That's not even accepted by their family. Because for real, for real, to a lot of the LGBTQ plus community, we are their family. Somebody would see Pastor Marla, oh no, that's my dad. That's my dad. That's my dad. And or, or this is my sister right here. Or this is my brother right here. You know, because my, my my brother D, he would tell you real quick, you call him a what? Oh, what's up, girl? What? Don't do that. Don't do that. That's why you got to be careful. That's why you be saying, say, hey, love. Yeah, don't say, hey, love. Love covers a multitude. Just don't say, hey, love, because you don't want to be disrespectful. You don't want this record now. They, my next door neighbor, she. I said, "Hey, sis. Hey, brush it." They said, "Mark, what she said? Brushy. What's that? Brother and sister, brushy." <laughs> I can. I can. <laughs> you know what I'm like? That's She said, "No, it ain't." She said, "Cause some days I need to talk to him as a brother. Some days I need to talk to him as a sister. And when these people get out of hand, I need him to put both of them together and come with me, brushy." Called okay. brush and cuddle. 
You okay. know, and we laugh about it, but seriously, she mean that. She'll call me in a minute. Hey, I need to talk to my brother. What's up? I need to talk to my sister. Girl, who we need to get? Who we need to get? Oh, we need to talk to person. We need to talk yeah, to Yeah, hair going up and everything. Bone real quick. <laughs> but we got to learn how to embrace it. We got to learn how to embrace it. So what Bible scripture did you meditate on and stand on to get through the questioning period? Well, if you went through a questioning period. Oh, I did. Really? I'm finna, I'm finna tell you right now, and they, a lot of people don't understand it, and I, I had it right where I could pull it right on up when you asked. Psalms 37 and 25. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Mark, what did you say on that? I don't care. Y'all can call me punk. Y'all can call me homo. You can call me whatever. But I have, I, Mark Edwin Applewhite, have never seen him. i never seen a righteous forsaken. And i never seen, i never been without. Never. I might not have the steak when you had it. But I had my Vienna sausage. I had my soup. I had my peanut butter. I had my jelly. I had food. And it, it might not be what you got. But I never, and I never, not even just that, but when I didn't have that, when I was in a prison, he never forsaken me, never. And I was still gay there. I was just marked there. So that's what I have stood on. Even when my mom passed away, she sent, and out of the blue, she sent me a letter and she said, read the scripture at the end. And it says Psalms 37, 25, baby, I bust out praying. They said, Mark, what's wrong? Something happened. I said, my mom said my favorite scripture. Oh, man, read it. And I read it to the guys in the dorm. The older guy said, M.A. Applewhite would be giving us Bible study every Wednesday night. Out of what? He's like, oh, man, that's real. Because I explained to them what I'm explaining to you. And that's how everybody respects me. He's never forsaken me. But you done dimmed me, baby. You done dimmed me. You done threw me in the fire. You done did all of that, but he's never forsaken me. So who, to people, I would tell you to read that. I would tell you to read that because he's never going to forsake you. He's never going to forsake you. That's a beautiful scripture. I need to bookmark that. I've been working on my prayer wall, so I need to add some more scripture on there. Oh, yeah. I, I have I have my, I have my, a war room in my house. Okay, war room. I have a war room. When I get upset, when people start talking about me and all that stuff, I, I take my shoes off, my socks. I wash my face, I go open that door, and I go in and sit down, and me and him have a conversation. And I literally get a piece of paper and write the name on the wall. Lord, you better handle blah, 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 because I'm sick of this mess. I really have that. And before before you know it, hey, Mark, I just want to apologize. You never leave me. Now you understand what I'm saying? Psalm 30, now you understand? You never leave me, North forsake me. He got me. So what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? We're living in our truth. And the truth will make you free. I guess that's why we just, that's why we have it, because we're really free. We're free in ourselves. But this world is so full of so much hate. It's really, you know, because I, I see the videos where you say, like, you bring up somebody that was, can ask for your assistance in a way, but then because of some way, just kind of just slip on you because they got a problem with you being who you are. Like, did you just see the video I just did yesterday with a guy? I'm on there on the video and I'm telling people, I'm giving them encouraging words about my platform. I'm like, yes. And then God, he did type, he just typed Leviticus 18.22. Really? In that same chapter, you ain't supposed to be eating nothing that that, that bleed blood. I mean, come on. What about the girl? Two different fabrics neither. Listen, so, you, so how can you take 
one verse out of a whole scripture and beat somebody with it. But did you even go back and look when the scripture was written? And it was written in Hebrew. So who translated it to English? You see what I'm saying? And, and I don't get that deep with people because I, I tell my pastor, I don't argue. I don't argue when it comes to the Bible. I don't argue. I don't argue. But I let them know real quick. Okay, so you're telling me that's the English verse, right? What the Hebrew verse is saying. I don't read Hebrew, but you ain't reading the Bible. Because wow. you got to give me what, give me, tell me what the Lord said. Well, I know what, is, what did the Lord say. You can't tell me what the Lord said because what he tell me, he ain't told you. Bless you. And what he tell you, you can't tell me. You see what I'm saying? Because and that don't make sense. Yes, it does. Because how he tell you stuff is for you. And what he tell me is for me. Now, he may tell me stuff and I begin to minister and it kind of like guide you to where he wants you to go. But what is for me is for me and what is for you is for you. That's where it is. And I, I know you all had already talked about it, but I was going to ask you, how is the church been accepting based on your experience? Because I know you started your own ministry. So it had to be from some point that the church wasn't so accepting for you to start your own ministry. Well, let me tell you this. When I came home out of prison in July the 14th, July, July the 20th or 2014, I make a long story short, I started going to a church back in D.C. and my radar kicked in. And I said, this pastor gay. And he a pastor? Oh God, we going to hell. But that's but that's how I was taught. You know, that's how I was taught. Like I can't do it if we're going to hell. But then when I sat down and I began to listen, he said the same thing my mama said. He reading the same stuff my mama read. And then when they began to accept him, I'm like, oh. So I slowly began to walk into the calling. Because when I was in prison, I dreamt that I was preaching. I dreamt I was preaching. And the crazy part is, I dreamt I was preaching and I had long hair. And I'm like, oh, so this is crazy. So when I got to his church, I was like, oh, I could be that. But then when I moved to Atlanta, and then I had some issues with the ministries here in the gay community. I don't understand that. I just fell back for two years. And when I fell back, the Lord allowed them to create TikTok. And I got on TikTok and I began to get up here and talk to people and I saw my numbers increase. And then when I was able to go live, I started going live. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing a service on Sunday at three o'clock. And I started at one o'clock, started doing it. And it went from 50, 89. They really hear me. And I kept hearing it. And then the guy I was talking to at the time, he was like, no, babe, go with it. People listening to you. He said, because the guy that I work with said he respects you a lot. And he don't even like me, and I'm gay. What? He said, because he listened to you because you're talking about God. Go with it, Mark. That's all I kept hearing. Go with it. And then before him and I broke up, he said, Mark. I said, yeah. He said, I got a name for your church. I said, what? He said, well, you like getting people hyped up, right? I said, yeah. He said, you talk about how God keeps moving you up. I said, right. He said, name it Elevating Pulse. What? He said, because when you get to running, because he works out. He said, when I get to running, I check my vault, my pulse, and I look at the thing, and it keeps elevating. That's how people are when you talk to them about how you've been through and what you're going through, and you still being who you are, and you're a man of God. So Elevating Pulse. I took it and ran with it. 
I took it and ran with it. And then I began to receive. Now, for real, for real, the trolls done calmed down. And it's scaring me. <laughs> Lord, is it time? Not yet. You know, the trolls done calmed down. And I'm like, wow. Wow. And I guess a lot of people are seeing, like, there's nothing we can do. We can't get to them no more. No. Because when you get to that point in life where you really being who you are, and you really connected to God. That's why I told you, stay in your word. Do your word yourself. Stay in your word. Continue to pray to God. And I would never, I would never leave nobody away from God. Continue to stay with him. And if it may come to some people that would be like, you know, well, I'm just kind of done with, with all of it. They'd be like, you know, I'm done with all of it. I don't want no man. I don't want no woman. I don't want no club. I don't want nothing. Their main focus now is just living a beautiful life. That's okay. You ain't saying that you ain't saying you straight. I have some friends that are like, man, I ain't straight, I ain't gay, I ain't nothing. I'm living my life. Whatever make me happy, it ain't harming nobody, bro. I'm living my life. And that's the way you should be. Live your life. I don't got no name for me. They like, Mark, what are you? Non-banner. Non-banner. What do I mean? I ain't nothing today. I ain't nothing. I ain't gay, I ain't straight, I ain't nothing. But I know what I love. And why they upset. Cause I don't show them my bedroom. If you go through all my videos, you will see I don't see Pastor Mark hugging up with nobody. No, cause it's not. It's not being funny. It's none of their business. We're here to encourage each other, hold each other, lift each other up, and give somebody the strength that they need to live in life. What I'm doing in my bedroom ain't gonna get you no strength. Ain't gonna do that. It gives you a oh ooh, give you something to talk about and put me out there. I'm not gonna do that. Hey, listen, that's just, now that I'm at the age I'm at right now, I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. It ain't nobody's business who in your bedroom, but if you put it out there, then you giving the you giving people the leeway and the opening, yeah, comment and place their opinion based off how you live your life. Yeah, I don't. I can put out now. I don't care about them knowing I'm a man of God and you're saying gender loving. Yeah, that's a sin. Oh, I'm sorry. You feel that way. Next. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get you we didn't get you a next button they go baby every time you click yeah. <laughs> next okay another thing is what do you think like church people make it like why do you think church people make it hard for the community to be a part of the faith believing community I was waiting for you to get to this I was waiting for you to get this and you know why and this is the truth and no shade because they were not able to be themselves and now a lot of and, and now a lot of the faith believers of christ who really are truly men and women of god they are now living the life that everybody else wants them to live they don't know how to they don't know how to come out of it. And, and, I, and i know i know you probably have heard this when you begin to tell a lie so much you end up believing it yourself I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight. I like women. I like men. I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight. Oh, Mark, who is that guy right there? No, you straight. You straight. You straight. You straight. Don't try. Don't try to use me for your escape goat. No, no, Mark. We gotta get together, and hang out somewhere. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna be your come out party. No, 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 no. And that's why they are beating. I, I'm not going to pray that this will happen, but I'm just going to ask God if he would direct his will to be done about this, because at some point, 
God is going to have it where if you start or if you keep making people feel uncomfortable in the religion or whatever, I believe they're going to make a law to it. To protect those that really are loving God, but they can't love them because you're hitting them with the word. You know, we've got the Second Amendment. we got the First Amendment. Well, what about the True Amendment? Love you one another. What about that? Love you one another as I have loved you. What about that? I mean, you know, carry one another burdens. I mean, come on. We, I'm LGBTQ. So what? When I get on that church ground, I am God's child. When you get on the church ground, you are not black. You're not white. You're not gay. You're not straight. We are children of God. That's it. And if they would just get that in their head, I truly believe that the doors of the church can be so wide open that people will be coming in there bum rushing. Hey, can I get my healing now? Because now I can be who I am, but can I get my healing now? I really believe that. But until then, they're going to stay stuck. They're going to stay stuck because the older ones, and for real, for real, the older ones are hushed now. They were like, you know what? I'll never hush. It's this new generation. No, no, no. It's a 10. It's a 10. But you in my club on Sunday night. But you preaching the word on Sunday morning. I got a problem with that. And my pal said, Mark, calm down. No, you better get him because I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. I'm going to come to church once. Hey, how you doing? Hey, church, I want to show you this video of your pastor in my club. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. When you trying to, you, that's just wrong. No, it's wrong that you up here misleading the people. They will respect me. Because I'm being me. They might not like what I do, but they're going to give me that respect. And I don't think the church understand because older people, you know, the mothers of the church, you know, they're getting tired. They cannot do all the stuff that they was doing before. They can't do a vacation Bible study. They can't do church picnics, food committee. They can't be doing that no more. And now no. that they're not allowing the community who wants to seek God and who wants to know and have that faith belief relationship, they're making it harder for us. So it's right. like people are getting older and people are going on to glory. So the church is getting smaller, getting smaller. They're not realizing it's not like people don't want to join the church. When y'all say all are welcome, y'all have all are welcome, but quotations. Like it's not. Yes, it's a hidden law behind yeah. it. <laughs> uh -huh. It's like you got to read the small terms and conditions under like. Yeah. And the crazy part is when I was in the prison, they were like that. But the Muslims loved me and protected me more. And you know, they from what they told, they really, they really, no, they're not. No, they're not. They are loving. They say, listen, we all serve Allah and we worship him and you are his child. Come. I'm gay. We don't see that. Come. You're God's child. Well, can y'all tell these Christian folks over here that then? They done hung me on the cross 10 times. Maybe they hung you, they hung you longer than what they hung the Lord before they, <laughs> they put you up there. They picked you up there. They made sure. How long, how long did Jesus hang on the cross? <laughs> I mean, they, they made sure you stayed a little longer. They said, uh -uh. "Lord, I don't hung up here. I'm still my face done turned back to the bone. I'm still." <laughs> I mean, they still hung you up there. We've been back to BC times. They yeah, my blood done dried up on the ground, Lord. I'm still hanging up here, and the, the thief beside me, he be like, "Is you ever gonna get down so we can go to glory?" No. <laughs> He said, I already got down. <laughs> he done got down and waiting. Did you come down? I can't.
<laughs> they put me back up here this morning. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If they took the things that we did, that our ancestors on the God that they knew, if they took the doctrine that they had and they put it into today's doctrine, even though, even if you incorporate the new generational stuff, but if they seen God as a God that was, you know, sustaining them, saving them, protecting them, and not making it seem like now in doctrine of, well, he can only save you if you this way, or like, if you believe in this, or if you walk in this life, you know, with the terms and conditions. But see, you, you said something at the beginning of this show, you said something that really hit me, and I'm going to say it now. Back in the day, they didn't care about no gay. They just wanted freedom. Right now, we, a lot of us, we just want to be ourselves. We want our freedom. Now, we're free. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rosa. Thank you, Dr. King. We can now speak. We can work in different places. We And some, some of us, because some still going through it. Some still going through it. And I, I'm just so blessed. So I'm just so blessed that I ain't ran into a Karen. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed I ain't ran into a Karen. I'm so blessed because Karen, if she come after this here, the color and the lifestyle, baby, me and Karen going to be down in Ducap County. I'm trying to tell you right now, because one of us ain't going to make one going to Willie and one going to Ducap. <laughs> like, they just but don't they understand. Don't, they don't understand. Back, and I know this for a fact. I just know it in my heart. LGBTQ, they were doing it back then, but they were so focused on their goal of having their freedom, getting their job, the vote. They just wanted that freedom. They didn't care. I know Dr. King knew them men were doing what they wanted, the women were doing. I know he knew that. I mean, Dr. King probably was doing it too. I mean, I don't know. The man was focused on his job, what he came here to do, to fight for freedom. Why can't we? Why they won't let us do that in church? I don't know. I don't know. Lord Jesus. Okay, so what is your advice to people who are struggling with their faith and sexuality based on the experience that you have? Because you've seen many things, you know. You said that you went through a moment where you had the questioning period, then you had the church hurt. Yeah. You had the point where, you know, you had to really seek God for yourself. So, what is your advice on people that are trying to like balance the two? Well, you all have heard me tonight give my entire life pretty much about being me. And as I, as I sit here now and I think about it, I think about it all every day. I'm 50, half of a hundred. Do you know people are like, oh, that's old. No, baby, that's blessed. I have seen so many people, 14, 15, 22 in the caskets. I'm like, Lord, thank you. Just thank you. Why? Thank you. Because the struggle is real, but my faith in God has kept me. My advice to those that are struggling with who you are and what the people say you should be, number one, look at yourself in the mirror. Always ask yourself every morning, am I happy who I see? If you cannot answer that question, you cannot go no further. You got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I look at everyone. You know what? I love this gap you got, boy. I love this gap. I even, I love it a little bad. I love it. I love you. I love it. Even when you smile, I see, see something about you that's different. 
and then get one of them tall mirrors. Oh, I, I like this. I like this. And if you like putting on some nice tennis shoes and the metal out and then that, begin to love yourself. When you love yourself, pieces of that struggle is going to begin to fall. It's going to begin to fall. And when it falls, that's when you're putting up, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Because now, when people used to come at me with Leviticus 18, 22, baby, I'll be ready to cuss you out. I'll be ready to cuss you out. I'll be ready to defend myself. Now, when you pull it up, I embrace it and turn it into something like, it don't bother me. While you're still trying to judge me, have you really taken, I feel sorry. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. Why? Because you're not happy with yourself. You can't be happy with yourself. So those that are struggling, the struggle is real now. I ain't going to tell you anything. The struggle is real. If you're not struggling, I don't know what to tell you, but the struggle is real. But don't give up because that's what they want you to do. They want you to give up so that you can be like them. Uh, and then you can sit back at 63 years old looking at a magazine wishing that could be you being happy. Baby, that ain't going to be Mark in that way. I'm going to tell you that right now. That ain't going to be me. That's not going to be me. At 63, God let me live to see it. 63, I'm going to be on the beach of Miami in my little suit running around saying, thank you, Lord, still exercising, still drinking my margarita, still reading my word and praying. That's what I want to do. So that's why I give the advice to them. Just learn who you are. Learn who you are. When you learn who you are, then you and the Father talk. Close everybody out. And talk. And then keep, keep pressing. Keep pressing. Press. Press. Easier said than done. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Easier said than done. But you don't come too far. You come too far. I love that. That's the best advice that you can give somebody. I know you got more gems. I already know you got more gems. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you so, so much. I do want you to press out, but I do appreciate you so, 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 so much. Oh, you're welcome. Taking out time and let me hear your story, cause baby, it's more than it's more than meets the eye. Okay. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It really is. And when you become when so when you become and, and I'm gonna tell you this, and it's not it's not scaring you. It's to encourage you, because you're on the track. You make the enemy mad every day. Oh, I'm gonna get off track. I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna push her. I'm gonna push her. I'm gonna push. Her. I'm gonna tell you like I tell my brother D. I said D, the enemy gonna push you so bad, you gonna put on some heels and a and a hat and some makeup. He said I don't, I don't know what you talking to. I don't know what you talking to, man. He said, bro, you gonna make me cuss, bro? No, bro, I'm gonna be myself. Like for real, bro. You, I said, I want to really see that. Like, bro, you really did that. I said, yeah, I want to see if you are so determined to be who you are, nothing nobody would say will take you out of that spot. That's why when you sent me that and I began to look and even sitting here looking at you now, I see the determination like I'm going to be this, but I need to know more how to get there. Yeah. When you are hungry for more of how to be better. He already know. At some point, you got to give up. You got to let him go. At some point, you got to let him go. You got to let him know. You got to let him go. He let Job go, didn't he? Yeah. And Job had the stupidest wife I have ever known in my life. Oh, just go on and cuss God down. No, you do it. <laughs> you do it. 
She was a little. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna stand over here while your dumb behind do it. You cuss him out. She was, a and let me know how that feel while you going down. Cuss him out, cause I'm not gonna say, oh, just curse God and die. Have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? You take look, take the children. I see you on the other side. Take the cattle, and you give me some more. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. He gonna heal me. Just cussing, just cussing. No, you cussing. And let me let me see you do it. <laughs> let me see you cussing, cause baby. And you know what? He gonna let you do it, cause the Bible says he give you free will. Gonna do it. And let me know where you want Willie to bury you at, cause yeah, cause you going, you leaving here, you leaving here. Martin, don't say that. Yeah, no, you leaving, you leaving here. You said it. Curse God and die. You put them two. You curse God and die. you put them four words together into a sentence, baby. You bold. You bold. No, so stay, so stay where you at, and get to know God. And the struggle that you're going through. It's only marinating you to be the best. Because your platform is going to blow up. It's going to blow up. Don't worry about it. You're going to say, you're going you're gonna to have a lot. When next time you're going to look, you're going to have one, two, three, four. They're going to be one, two, three, four. And they all going to have a different story. And you're going to be sitting right in the middle. And you're going to be able to tell them, well, this is how I overcame. This is how I overcame. And then it's, you're going to go. You're going to go. You're going to go. And I'm going to sit on the beach and watch it at 65. That's your little suit on with your little suit. With my little suit on. With a rainbow amberel. <laughs> Say, work it. You go. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. But yes, if you can pray us out, I would truly, truly appreciate it. I sure will. I sure will. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus God, we first thank you, God, for this these hours I have spent with my sister. Thank you so much, God. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to give my life testimony and hoping and praying that I believe it will help somebody. God, I'm asking now that you will continue to grace this host with your grace and your mercy. God, continue to keep your hands upon her. Continue to guide her. God, even in the midnight hour when there's no one around and the tears fall, God, and the struggle becomes real, it becomes heavy, God, be a pillow where she can lay her head. Be the body where she can wrap her arms around and say, God, I don't know what to do. God, whisper in her ear, you can make it as many times as you can. God, open up the financial door, open up the opportunity doors, God, and even open up the doors where she can speak and people can come in. God, we thank you, and we're speaking greatness on this live. And we praise you, and we honor you, and we give you the glory. And most of all, forgive us for every sin we have committed and will commit. For we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is our Son, is the Son of God. And we say, I don't care what nobody say, our name is written in a Lamb Book of Life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so, so much. You're today. Well, that concludes this episode of Soph. Yeah. Say it with your chest, yeah. with your host, yeah. Soph. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah. See you next time. So say it with your chest. So say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Yeah. Yeah.